Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. The interview with Yes Duffy is going to start in less than a minute. He is awesome in this interview. He is open. He's transparent. He's extremely thoughtful. And we touch on a lot of different bases throughout the interview. But I want to know, if you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast, we recorded via Skype, and sometimes when you record via Skype, you don't know you had technical problems until after. So about 30 seconds into the video interview, my side of the screen freezes for about 10 minutes. So you're just going to see a photo of me on the right-hand side for 10 minutes. But honestly, it's not that big of a deal. You probably don't want to see my face anyway. If there's any face you want to see, it's that of yes, because he's the, he's the person you care about. And also, he's just a good guy to look at. It was a great interview. He talks about a lot of different stuff. We're very open about why he lost Challenge All-Stars 3, his elimination, and so on and so forth. It's a great interview. You should give it a listen. It was a great time, and hopefully we have more interviews to come. Uh, make sure to listen to our episode recaps, and we have a Top 10 Elimination Upsets video coming out later next week. And now, here is our interview with Challenge All-Star Season 1 champion, Yes Duffy. Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Alan Aguirre, and today we are joined by a legendary guest, a living legend, uh, the champion of Challenge All-Star Season 1, uh, Mr. Yes Duffy. Good to be here. Thanks for having me, man. I have to say, man, like I've been covering the challenge for a, like a long time now. I've been like almost like half a decade now. Uh, and when All-Stars first came out, and I'm someone who likes to keep check with like how the fans are reacting to cast members, like what they have to say, especially the longtime fans, because I didn't grow up with the challenge like like that. So I like to, you know, keep touch. I, I like to go back and read old blogs like from back in like the early 2000s. And with you, there wasn't a lot there. Like, it, like I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like you were just like a very chill guy who stayed low key. And then you come on All Stars and you win the first season, and everyone's in love with you. Like, what's it's? It must be wild. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I don't know if everyone's in love with me. That's uh, yeah, I don't know, but it, it was. It has been. A, let's just say it's been a warm welcome, and I appreciate it because I knew that if I come back after 18 years. I got new friends to meet. I got to fit in somehow. I got to learn, uh, learn quickly and, um, and be open-minded and try to contribute and just be positive. If I come in swinging, I just get my ass beat. So I knew I had to come in and, and try to be welcoming and hopefully other people will welcome me too. And that strategy has worked. And I think it works in life too. And I try to trust people first and it's it's been working so it's nice to be back and yeah i have to be like openly honest because like you're my guy and i love how consistent with with how you are and everything you do and how you compete and how you conduct yourself you do not play a game of the challenge like that i like as someone who like analyzes the show because i like the people who are messy who make big moves who do all that stuff but it's just the way that you stay consistent with all your choices that i really respect and appreciate because there are a lot of people out there who I, they they kind of try to play that way, but they kind of half-ass it and they pick and choose their spots. But you're just you stay on a straight line, and it's something that like it, it's a code that I respect. Oh, thanks. Oh, I appreciate it. I know you know I can tell you've been following things closely, you know, for a long time. You've been a great resource. You know, the stuff that you put out is great because you have such a sort of fine tooth comb at which you can go through things and see things with so much data that you've learned and analyzed it's, it's amazing so um seeing the way that you you look at things i just i really respect your 
your depth of knowledge and care in, in, the, in, in the way that uh, you see things. It's, it's really cool. And I feel like when some of the stuff I've read that you've written, I feel like you were there. You know, it's just as wild. It feels like you were actually there because you, you can fill in gaps that production didn't explicitly say. It's wild. No, yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, and the craziest thing I tell people is I only watch the episode like one time. Like usually I watch it one time and I just like, but I watch it slowly and I try to pick up all the details I can. But like, I, I like I try not to think about the show too much even because like once I start thinking about it too much, then you start creating a certain narrative in your head and you just like get invested in that narrative. I do have to say though, that first challenge of All-Stars is something I think about a lot, the, of All-Stars 1, where you're grabbing the puzzle pieces in the water with Nehemiah. And I just think about like, that was that was probably the most important moment of your like season. Because if you do like the the trivia challenge or the ice block challenge first, uh, you don't really stand out because it's just a random challenge. Uh, and at that point, you know you're in good shape, but you are a smaller guy. You came in with less connections. That first challenge really puts you on the map. Do you ever think about like if that wasn't the first challenge, like you could have just been thrown into the first elimination could every have been a day? Play. You're could totally have been a play. right. You are 100% right. That day was the day where I was like, oh, my God, there might be a seat at the table for me. And I might even get to eat some food because I when I because I was tripping. And even when I look at my face, and you know, when I see it there, I was tripping. When I saw TJ out there, I was tripping. And I was like, what am I getting myself into? And can I even I'm not great at, at diving, but I can go hard. And that's what I did. And I figured it out as I went. But and, and I think that's key for, for any of these challenges. It, none of us really practice them all that explicitly. So I just went all in and, and it worked out. I yeah, I mean, there's luck. There's luck every day. And there was some luck that day, too. It's just like I, I always tell people like the challenge is a lot of luck. It's like a lot of there's like people who have like a lot of good luck. People have a lot of bad luck. And that's not necessarily like a bad thing either, too. Uh, yeah. It's worked out. Yeah, it worked out positive for you. Um, in that All Stars one season, there was a different vibe, though. I think you will admit that, especially comparing to season sure. three, where, I mean, just talk about the difference in the atmosphere between the, the house in season one and season three. I mean, it, it, it's pretty apparent to me, but this, I want to hear your from your voice. What was, yeah, what was it like? I think you know that was a funny thing. It was it was a big piece of my strategy, and that may never come back. You know, we may never see it again or get that. We'll never get the same thing twice, of course, from the group or from an individual, really because that was a particular moment in time where it was the height of the pandemic. There's no vaccines. Hundreds of thousands of people are getting infected and dying. And here we are all just trying to, trying to live out in the mountains in Patagonia with this opportunity. And so we had this, this idea, and it, it took a while to nurture, but this idea that like, um, you know, to live maskless in a house and have uh free food and, and, and free shelter and everything was pretty special. So I think we're, we were, um, we're very thankful for the opportunity. And there was generally this sort of sense of, um, of privilege that came with it, which was cool. So we, I hopefully got to nurture that and acknowledge that and other people did too. And so then there was this sort of general positive vibe. I felt that um, the, the opposite could have happened as well which is here we come from 10 years ago. We haven't been on the show. We're really, really hungry. We really need to win. It's really stressful times. And we show up and just like eat each other alive. That outcome could have also happened. But I think 
partly on my part and many other other people's part who were just like, well, how do we want this to be? Like, let's write our own future. We don't have to do what other challenges were. And in a lot of ways, that's why it became the, the sort of generally positive experience that it was, was because we chose to author our own experience as opposed to just react to the stress of what TJ and the challenge got to do to us. Yeah, especially like in those first couple episodes of All-Stars 1, I could see you guys consciously making an effort to have a good time and really make the most of the experience. Because especially like I watch these newer seasons and it doesn't always look like they're having fun. And as a viewer, like I, when I watch this show, I'm like, well, I want to be at that party. That's like my thought process. Like I want to be at a party like I want to be at because it's good vibes. There's people I could click with and stuff like that. And you guys actually did have that. So it was very appreciated. Yeah. It was a group effort, you know, because I'd say I would give the most credit to Big Easy because he's he doesn't say it out loud or explicitly. But like, well, actually, he also does. He can start a party out of nothing. And that's his like special talent. And that is his role. And he's not showing up saying, oh, my God, I got to win. I got to win. How am I going to beat you? He's just trying to create a vibe. And he's usually really, really, really good at it. And then we also got like tech and then we got Ruthie and we got we got people who who know how to create a vibe. So that really, luckily, in my favor also, just it became the dominant feel. So it was it was cool that way. And also, it's a little different. We all got to meet as one group to decide who was going in. And so you may not see it in the, in the final cut, but when we all meet as a group, we get to discuss things that actually we bond as a group when we meet as a group. And then in all three, you don't ever get that. You never get everybody in one spot. It's a very different, different thing, I think, from a social cohesion perspective. Yeah, I think with All-Stars 3, I think All-Stars 2 had a bit of All-Stars 1 in it. Um, but 3 just feels like the natural evolution because, one, there was like a lot of nostalgia, a lot of good vibes. And then people are now just like, they see the money on the table. And you see the cast. They put, I mean, look at your look, look at your All-Stars 3 male cast because like you have, like, I was doing the, like, the power ranking before the season and I had like MJ eighth, and I'm like, he won last season. This guy won last season. I have him eighth out of the men. I got Derek ninth, and I'm like, he, he's won three championships. Like that's that's how like how good everyone is. Like anyone can be anyone on any day. Like it it was it was a different atmosphere because I mean they stacked the deck. Totally, completely stacked the deck, and I think uh, changed the game up in a way that just left it uh, a bit more. All Stars Two was also that way where everyone has to out their allegiances or or their enemies and everyone's saying everybody's name so i just think also partly the design of it led to a, a really really competitive socially competitive and physically competitive crew so yeah they upped the ante and and it was it's all it's you know we went all out how i mean like a lot of people had you ranked like number one like i had you ranked top three wins how badass does that feel like just for you to be like all right I hadn't been on this, like, people, like, two years ago forgot I existed, and now I'm topping the list over name, over, like, names of people who've won multiple championships. It got to be a little badass, right? It's big, it feels good, but I also want to challenge it. I want to see if it's true. You know, um, I, I, that's, that's why I love the challenge, is to put myself to the test. That's why I go out mountaineering, and that's why I go out on, on any, I try new things all the time. I'm trying to learn guitar right now. I'm always trying new things because I want to see if I can do it. And so when people are like, oh, wow, you know, yes is actually doing really well. Or, or when I got people saying, oh, yes might be able to win. I'm like, well, can I maybe, 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 
he says I can do it. Maybe I can do it. <laughs> try. And I just try hard on everything. But what's your mindset going into like the really weird, more carnival game challenges that are physical, that have like the physical elements? When I watch you compete, I'm always very impressed like how quick you're able to problem solve. Because some of it seems like stuff you picked up from like just doing outdoor stuff. But then some of it, it's like really off the wall type stuff. It is. Yeah, well, I appreciate that you, that you mentioned that. I feel like that's my special power, is that the ability to freestyle on the fly, think quickly, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it's strategic, whether it's memorizing, whether it's a way to tie a knot or untie a knot or flip a thing or carry something. I am always thinking about how to best pull that off. And so I've always got little like tricks in my mind on how to how to do it. I also share all of that with people. I have so much fun when every single challenge we do, when we see what's going on, I'm like, oh my God, if we hop on that thing, then you climb up that, you actually drop that thing first. That's the best way to do it. And then jump onto it. You know, so I'm always thinking out loud and I have fun with that. That's that's the way I roll. You got to improvise. And it comes from, I mean, I wrestled for many years. I, that was my favorite sport. I'm a physical person. Um, but I also played lacrosse. I played soccer. I was a soccer goalie because I loved the whole Soccer goalies can see the whole field. Uh, you're, ta- you're, you're talking to a you're, you're talking to a varsity soccer goalie right here. Oh hell yeah, man! Okay, so it's, that's it. You see the whole field. You control. I mean, you're just out there with your voice and your body and like shutting down their offense. That's just the best. That's so fun. Everything. It's just all mental. All your brain is firing on all twelve cylinders. That's I love I, I love that too. Because how tall are you again? Yeah, see, I'm not, I'm not tall no, enough to I'm, go pro. I'm, no, I'm, 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 I'm five. I'm almost five eleven. I always thought I'd almost reach it, but I'm, I'm. No, dude, I'm, I'm like five seven. But in high school, like most of my high school career, I was like five six, five five below. Wow. Yeah. So like, I knew, I definitely knew there wasn't a college career there. Yeah. It would, it would be funny too, because you know, you do the lineups after the game where you're gonna shake hands, and like the opposing goalie would always be like six three, and I'm just like shaking his hand up here. <laughs> I go to goalie camps and stuff, and you know all these you know, European pros and saying probably people they're all huge. You know, I was like, well, am I really gonna get that big? I don't know. So I, I luckily I I've been this size since like eighth grade. Yeah. So I got to just oh I was always big. I, I, I until I, until <laughs> like junior senior year, then it was like oh he stopped growing like the dude you know he got nothing. But I had fun. I did yeah I had a great time playing soccer as well and and um I just loved playing all. I tried all kinds of sports every season. Yeah. Communication is a big part, and it's also why, like, you won the final on All Stars one because you you kept having to switch up the partnerships, and you had to like really adapt to who your partner was in the moment. And you're you're big on giving credit to your partners, and I and I respect that a lot because you are just a good human. But the way you communicate with everyone to do their best was like extremely impressive. Well, something about. Well, so in a, there's ad, adventure racing is where you can be solo or with a with a group, and it's kind of like these eco challenges you might see where you go and do kayaking and biking, and you have to navigate through the forest, and it could be 24 hours, 36 hours, 48 hours, and you have to do all this stuff together. And you're only typically the teams are four people, so you're only as fast as your slowest person. And a lot of times, and even when I was just mountaineering this weekend, the slowest you put the slowest person in the front. And you don't leave them behind. You don't drag them or yell at them. That ain't, ain't going to go any faster. So you put the slowest person in front, and that way, like, they set the pace. And when you have a long race like that in any adventure race, 
if you have a good team, each people wind up being exhausted like at different times. And so sometimes I'm the leader, sometimes I'm the leader because I'm the slowest. And sometimes I'm in the back because I'm sort of holding the back and pushing. So I love the idea about how we can, as a group, achieve something great. I was really proud also that everybody in our final made it at the top of the mountain. And I think they were really proud too. And that was just a huge accomplishment. I thought that was cool. You know, we weren't trying to like lead people in the dust. I felt that um, I wanted everyone to just go all out and give it their best. And then we see what shakes out. I, I especially love the portion with you and John A where you get the bike done, you're just supporting her, you're pushing her through. It was, it was just really adorable to watch you two like just come together in that moment. Oh, we had fun. You know, getting picked by Jeanne was awesome. Um, getting to build bikes with her, that was super fun. She was like, just tell me what to do. I'm like, okay, put it, pump this. Put it, and I'm like, I'm doing this. You do that. It was like, we just had a good flow. Jemmy too. Jemmy, Jemmy. What's amazing is 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 that um, I have my strategy in working with a teammate. And I talk about, oh, yeah, you know, sort of person goes first, whatever. But really, they have their strategies too. Um, they were pushing me a lot. Like there was times where I needed help or I needed mental help. You know, where they're just like, no, no, we got this. We got this. Let's go. Come on. Yes, come on. Like, Jeanne on the bike. I was like, we can take our time. Let's chill. We don't want to crash. We don't want to get hurt. She's like, let's go. She's like, they're right behind us. We need to go. And she, I mean, she had fallen too. And then she's like, I was like, check, check your body, check everything. She's like, we need to go, man, go. So they're, they were pushing me too. Um, Jemmy as well. I always roll with Jemmy too because she's a great, uh, her, her sort of energy and heart in a challenge is, is priceless. And to have a partner who just has that sort of grind in them is, is really special. People that don't quit, it, it's amazing. And I got lucky, you know, each one of them along the way was working out um, and they they showed up and I, they helped me show up and be my best self, you know? Yeah, that's massive. I mean, your relationship with Jimmy is like very interesting because you guys are just from like two different eras. She plays such a different game too. She's very- <laughs> And she, she like she she has like everything like she has like a checklist almost like she's like knocking everything down in her social political game and you just stay in your realm but you guys just <laughs> you're very loyal to each other and I respect it like like I just just like talk about her man because I I bet she'll love to hear about that. <laughs> well yeah she was cool I she well she was the first person to welcome me to the challenge really um, when it was on All Stars we were all hanging out and um, she was just like um, she goes Veronica told me you know, to look out for you. And I love Veronica. So hi, I'm Jemmy and I'm looking out for you. And I was like, cool, nice to meet you. And she just was nice ever since she was super nice. And I respect that, you know, she, she does keep tabs on so many things and, and is the ability to sort of know many, many things, moving parts all the time. And I'm very different. I'm chilling. I'm sort of in the moment. I just, I don't overthink things. I don't even remember really what happened yesterday. I don't even take it personal, but we're here today and we're making coffee, you know, like that's how I roll. <laughs> and so we're a great team for that because I I just I I like friends that are different than me. I like being around people who complement each other, and it's that to me that's that's what I love about the challenge in general is that th that it's a relatively sort of diverse mix. And so yeah, I seek that stuff out. That's awesome. And also, let's talk about Veronica because you guys literally go all the way back to. Uh, your road roll season you do all stars three together actually didn't we actually don't see you two interact much on screen together veronica mentions you in her confessionals i don't know if you mentioned her when your confessionals either like they they didn't really i was show, unsure yeah. i actually was unsure about veronica i wasn't sure if she was gonna 
come and like stir the pot or or um i i i just have i was unsure of her because i know how that she is just such an experienced player in the game so i kind of thought i might have to re-meet her in her challenge champion self you know as as a woman who's won three and been through so much um i I don't know her as that. I mean, I know her as more like semester at sea when we, we were together and not really on that level of competition. So she's like, it's like she went pro, she went to the Olympics and that's came <laughs> back. And I need to see that what this like Olympian is all about. And so I wasn't sure I had to sort of re-meet her. And she's the same old, smart, badass person, loyal and respectful and, and wise. Um, she's like family. She she really is. And 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 so in that regard, we 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 hit it off, you know. We didn't have a lot of like, I have a feeling it's probably strategic, but like we didn't hang out a whole lot then because everyone knew that we were already, we were on a show together, you know? So maybe it was strategic to just not openly state our alliance. You, you, know? you it, it was good vibes though, I will say. Like you guys did feel like the family member you don't see often, but you see them at a party, you're like, oh, hey, it's like it's like there's love there, there's kin there's kinship there. Uh <laughs> completely. And then it grew and it totally grew. And then and now it's like it's all love. It's 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 all yeah, it's amazing to have known her for more than half of my life. And she's playing she's playing fantastically right now, where she's just killing yeah. every like she's so smart. She's killing every single mental competition. Yeah, yeah, she's great. And she's so we went to Cal together. So we were at UC Berkeley together way back in the day. And we never had classes together, but she's so smart. She's amazing. Yeah, there, there are always people who, because, like, you know, she's known for being, like, very fierce, like, the mean girl label, like, attractive, like, you know, did playboy. But it's, like, I, I think on Dirty 30 a few seasons ago, she purged Jordan because she was the only person able to solve a 3D puzzle. Like, she's a bad, like, she's, wow. she's just, she's a badass, and people don't really understand, like, how smart she is. Like I, I was watching your old road rule season and she won that photography challenge and you had the person from your season who was into photography right. and he was real, he was real sad about it. <laughs> but that's but that, right. like Veronica is just so talented that like people don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. You know, she's very well thought out. Everything she does is, is, is really, really comes from like a sober place and a mature place. And I was interested to see like, yeah, you know, they got this history, they're bad girl, you know bad girl labels and different things but people arrive and they're different that's actually what excites me the most is that people arrive and they show their like their transformed self or their evolved self you know you were none of us are are, are fixed the same person in time for a long time we always change everyone evolves but well, oddly enough though we have these shows that sort of stick it into one moment oh well yes did this thing he's must be like that but I might I might change from that like next week, like we do and we grow and we change and we try new things. So I love to see that in the show where where people change and they grew and I hear their old stories or I hear how they tell me who they were and who they are. And it's really, really wonderful to hear usually. And that um, no, was cool, like Naya's story or even Jordan's story and to see that like people um, who who've come so far. Yeah, those are two people I've been covering for, I mean, like, since, like, the beginning of, like, Naya was not on the show when I started, and, like, but that was, like, right before, and Jordan's someone I've covered, like, throughout, like, I've covered his engagement, I've interviewed him multiple times, I've covered his, all his different companies, oh, wow, wow. like, I, like, I, like, I've always been, like, 
I want to meet Jordan. There's like a lot of people who question it, but he's just very like transparently like I know bad people and I know Jordan isn't a bad person. Like if you meet mm-hmm. Jordan, like he's just very thoughtful in everything he says, and he's actually very willing to learn. And I've always appreciated that about him. Yeah, I appreciate that too. He and I have a lot of fun sharing strategy all the time. Um, and, he, and we never talk game or anything, but but when it comes to challenges, we have fun and 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 d- we unpack everything we see. And try to, he, you know, he helped me. He helped me with, when I had won the swing challenge when we were swinging and dropping in the water and then putting the star puzzle together. He said, Look, when you get that big thing, and we were just thinking out loud, but he's like, I bet when you get that key and you get that big, uh, when you get that buoy, throw that buoy as far as you can and you swim to it. Don't poke it and swim with it. Um, anyway, and that, that's what I did. And then I won. So thanks, Jordan. <laughs> All right, we gotta talk about your guy now. We gotta talk about you. We gotta talk about your boy Wes. <laughs> <laughs> boy, never really called him that. <laughs> we can go with that. Um, about Wes. Oh, what a what a mess. This is the mess of the uh, the messy mess of yes and Wes. Hopefully, I can clean it up, and um, you know, yeah. Yeah, we we gotta, we gotta go more into that. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're not because like this is this was this was a big part of your All Stars yeah. preseason, and I mean let let's start off with the uh, with the social media drama aspect first, where he's talking about like oh I'm a dro- like like yes the terrible person I'm gonna drop bone chilling DMs, <laughs> right. and I I just couldn't stop laughing that he used the word fucking bone chilling. <laughs> now I think maybe you know here's my problem, I take West too seriously. <laughs> and shit all over the place. Sometimes he's funny. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes he's cool. Sometimes he's not. And he and and I just take it seriously because I the inconsistency about it messes with me. And then the the fact that he it, he is really he he's the most serious about the game and the most obsessed I think when it comes to game and strategy and things. But then he also. I mean, he he can be he can be many many things. Um, so that 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 messes with me because I, uh, I I just sort of try to take things straight up, and I'm a little too serious. I'm like, oh, that was a mean thing to do. You're mean. Um, but you know, that's sort of how we started off, I guess, in a way, which was let me learn about Wes. Okay, and you start learning about Wes. Like, oh, likes to fight with CT. Oh, likes to yell with bananas. Oh, so you know. Got in a fight with Darrell. Oh, this, uh, you know, like, who is this dude? You know, so I try to um, then approach with this sort of really open mind. And and I try to, you know, lead with this sort of trust before suspicion is really my 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 approach to, to people and things. But it was a little tainted by like his history online and, and his history in the challenge. And so getting to meet him. Um, maybe I was too, I was too, I took it all maybe too seriously, I'd say. And then it was just like, so Wes, what's up? Who are you? What, what, you know, let's meet. Hey, you're a badass. What's up? Um, he was like, I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not that bad. You have poor, you're poor, you're poor judgment. You're judging me. You're judging me as a, as a, as a villain. as a bad guy. I don't know. I saw you do some bad things. You're talking about <laughs> having fun doing bad things. What? You know, is that someone told me? Is that you said it? So we just have fun. We're debating. He's like, but no, no, I'm 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 the best guy here and I'm and I'm great and I'm really, really nice. You know, but if you're not nice to me, then you're on the chopping block and you're going home. I'm like, well, that wasn't very nice. 
<laughs> so it would just it would just keep going back and forth. We could do this for like an hour. <laughs> I, I I loved it too because you guys were just like you you guys had clearly made decisions about each other, and it was just like it just like this is never gonna cross. And like I would really love a reality show where you guys like live together for a year, uh, because I know by the end of it he would be working on a startup and doing like charitable goods with you to like work on housing and stuff like that, and he would he would use that part of his brain. And you guys would probably get along in that sense, but in in this game, it just was never going to happen. It was just never, it was never going to happen. I, I guess not. You know, I tried. I feel like I tried. I I tried pretty hard, but I also, frankly, I mean, I'm uh, he he's an outstanding competitor. So then I'm just, uh, you know, he he's he's a competitor to me with me, you know. And so I, I didn't ever feel. Here's the thing: trust is everything. It's the and we cling to it with our dear lives when we are out living in that house. And every day, you don't know what's going to happen with your friendships or with the show. And so, trust is everything, and you got to build it and build it carefully. And with Wes, I just never felt that I could trust him. Like That's, I just yeah. didn't get there. And and you know, he's as, as strategic and, and driven and, and committed as he is to the challenge. I couldn't. I couldn't trust him. And that's, I don't know if that's his problem or my problem, but that just, we, we didn't go there. And then he was offended. I mean, he's just kind of offended. He's like, oh, he's criticizing my game. Motherfucker, you criticize everybody's <laughs> game. So, hey, this is a mirror, dude. It's all good. And then he's like, oh God, you're criticizing me. Like, man, it's all good. I just, I don't, we, we have different opinions about the game. So yeah. that's it. Yeah. And so I it's real. I mean, our differences are pretty real. Um, we get off on a competitive foot competing against each other. So like we never really got to hang out and become friends and whatever, go to someone's wedding and say, Oh, you're a challenger too. Hey, you know, cheers. You don't get that. I loved watching it too. Cause like, I, I like, I have such respect and admiration for your game, but Wes is the guy who like, I've always been on like the bat. Like he just does moves that for me, like, like analyzing the show, I'm like, what are all the effects this has? What is every effect that every move has? And with you, I have to say like, one of Wes's clear strategies is he always tries to have a rival because mm. it allows him to kind of be like, you know, kind of make it like a two-party system where he was selling the idea of you going into elimination, of Jordan going into elimination. And so people didn't have to trust him. They had to trust the idea of going after the biggest threat versus mm. like, it's like, if you can't sell yourself, you have to sell an idea. And I think he's really... Mm. He really got that down this season. And mm. the way he like functioned with you was just a way to enhance the idea versus himself. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, and the more I learn or hear about it, you know, it seems like he, you know, uh, thrives when there's a rival. It was interesting that the more I learned about that, I realized, oh, that's what we were talking about. He didn't tell me exactly that. But when we were talking, he basically was saying, you're not my rival right now. There'll be somebody else. But if you want to be, you just keep doing whatever you're doing and you put the sabotage on me. And I was like, that sounds pretty, you know, threatening. And uh, I don't like threats. So like it just it started to build. Yeah. And so I kind of volunteered to be the rival. I honestly sort of did out of just like, I don't know, stepping up to whatever social challenge it was. And so I kind of was like, no, Wes, you are, you want to get in some trouble? Oh, look at me, you know? And, and that's, that's just me being an innocent fool. And um, and then later when it gets to the elimination, even I was like, Wes, pick me. It's like, pick me. Yeah. You know, and I asked him to pick me and he's like, all right, 
I'll send you home. You know, like yeah. that's how it goes, man. Um, that dude's good. He's really. I mean, good. there there is kind of the tough aspect of like, you know, Wes is this person who's like sticking his like neck out like that to go after you or to go after other people, but it's like it's the quiet stuff. It's the Mark co-signing. It's Derek co-signing. It's Brad co-signing. It's Nehemiah co-signing. So it's like one of those things where it's like. It, it, I mean, you, you've been around politics and activism a long time. Like some people, they just know how to rally those votes, and some people they quietly fill out those ballots, and they don't say it to your face. Completely, and that's what we could guarantee is going on all the time in Wes's world. So that's where the trust issue came up, which was just like he's not here to hang out, and he's not necessarily here to make friends. That's okay. You know, but he came here. He came to play. So I just, I don't know. I made him up in my head as someone, someone uh, as a threat. And he wasn't, it's true. And he said it like, I don't know if I was on his radar as much of a threat. I think he probably had other people with other histories and other things to manage. But um, he was my sort of a, a, a perceived threat to me. So like he was just owning real estate in my brain, which was uh, for free. No, that, that's what I want to bring up because your elimination, <laughs> like I like everything I admire about you, you threw it out the window in the elimination arena because you because it was like because you play with your brain and I love how seeing how you like you figure out challenges, but like in that challenge that was like that elimination it was like your heart was playing and you had the idea of like this three week battle between us needs to come to a head and I want to beat you as an athlete not with my brain and that the, is that what is that how it felt like to you I mean that's that's what I saw. Sure. I'd also, yeah, totally. But the leading up to that, I'd say was personally like a legitimate amount of ang the anxiety of the game, insecurities about being able to, to succeed socially. Um, all those things do pile up and lead to poor decision-making. And so, yes, there was poor decision-making on my part. I think in, in that the biggest decision was like, Hey, let's me and Wes jump in the ring together. That would be fun. Um, and that's sort of losing sight of the bigger picture. But I also felt like I had something to prove and people are like, oh, oh yes, there's never been an elimination before. And I don't, and every time there's a deliberation about, oh, who hasn't been in deliberation before? I, you know, I don't want to be in, in that group either. I was like, let me, let me prove myself and get my stars. So that was fun for me. And it was part of the, part of my own challenge. And um, so then I go up there and um, I just felt like it was a sprint. I knew like Wes is bigger than me. I can't really push him off this thing very easily. So I need to either like go a hundred. So I felt I needed to give it a hundred ten percent, or else I can't win. I couldn't win at ninety percent. I couldn't win at eighty percent. I don't think. Um, so I just was always trying. I just was like, hey, let me just try and knock this dude off for forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was tough. I mean, like I I was watching that elimination, and I was just like really impressed by Wes because he got you so emotionally invested, and then he detached his soul. Like I don't like that was kind of crazy how he was able just to like take emotions out in that moment after being so heated. I'm like I don't know how a human being does that. I don't know how like that was probably like the craziest part about all of it. Yeah, it was weird for me to not know what was going through his mind. I don't think he was as calm as it all as the final cut made it, you know, like he had to work. I mean, we were working. I mean, I'm not just pushing on these things against air. Like we're pushing against each other for a long time. And so um, 
he looked like the cool, calm, collected guy most of the time. But, <laughs> um, really, I had him sort of pinned a, to the edge because, and, and he stayed calm in that way and won and was very smart about it. But I had, you know, you're sort of owning real estate. The more that I push, once they're pushed in all the way, he can't go that direction anymore. So I pushed in like 75% of them and he's like backed in towards the edge. And I'm like, well, if I can just push in a few more, he falls off the end. You can kind of like keep pushing him all the way in until someone falls off the end. And I thought maybe I'd get it there because he was like two or three of these things away from the end. And so he was kind of pinned into a corner, but he chilled back there and I couldn't get him off that edge. And that was just super smart of him, of course. And then it worked, you know, worked in his favor. It was cool. It was wild to me also being in the arena for the first time and then, wondering who's cheering for you and who's not i was just like that that i'm not i wasn't ready it's 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 hectic and i mean it, it was a learning experience for you i feel like this is this is a, like a loss that will like fuel the fire if you ever come back like it, it was like there's no other elimination that really could teach you so much because like you really because that was a grueling mental cardio physical battle it really was. And and I don't know, maybe it's just because I did it, but it felt way <laughs> harder than it looked. <laughs> it was hard. I'm fit. I know Wes is really no, fit. Yeah. Like, we went at it. I, I was tired. I was exhausted. I mean, it really, all of it comes from your feet because that's the only thing touching the ground. So all your pushing comes from ankles and feet and legs and everything. So that just, um, it just got tiresome. And, and um, I'm glad it wasn't some stupid, weird elimination where I dropped the ball or did something stupid and got sent home. But like, we had fun. We 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 got to go at it and went all out. It was fun. I would love to do more. I I those eliminations I would love to I want to try every one. That's actually so All Stars won. I promised myself to not bite when it came to the eliminations because I wanted to do them. I felt like I had called it in my interviews, like with production. I was like, it's like an arena with a big piece of meat in the middle, and I'm the lion, and they're like you want to come down and eat this? Like they, they're very tempting to me to go down there. The athlete in me wants to try everyone. And then I real I learned like, don't do that though. That's not the way to win. But I lost sight of that real fast. I, I would love <laughs> to see, I would love to see you in the not so fast elimination where you tie all the knots and stuff like that. And it's a lot of cardio. Yeah. I, just, I, I just think you would do so well on that. Cause you would, I mean, you have a building mind, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, I love that stuff. I see people doing it. I'm like, I want to try even when they're done. Like we all have to go back home, but like, I want to try it. And I ask them all about it. I want to try that stuff, but I don't want to get sent home. So that's the dilemma. I know you don't have a lot of time left. And I, I was really hoping like we talk about a lot of different stuff, especially like on the activist side of your life. Uh, Cause like yeah. you're, you, you've been like really big about affordable housing. And that's like, just a really big detail. Cause like, I've been living in an apartment for a while. We've been looking for like an actual house. It's been a struggle. My mom used to be homeless. Like when I, like growing up, when I, like I didn't live with my mom, she was homeless. And nowadays she works in a shelter for women uh, and mm. children. So like, that's like a, that's a, those wow. are issues that are like really big to my part of my life. So I want to hear wow. you just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, um, so I grew up similarly sort of where the seeing people that are experiencing poverty or, or houselessness or homelessness or temporarily homeless. Um, I just came to care about people and when they're in the street, you know, actually for me, like skateboard, I think of it back in the day when I was skateboarding and breakdancing as a kid and I was in the street, I became friends with a lot of people who were homeless and, and just came to be very compassionate for the struggle and relating to people and then wondering like, why, but why is it this way? Like, is this something, is it this, is this like, 
the result of just poor choices of an individual or is this something that is there a bigger structure that sort of is not helping certain people and helping others and so as i went to college and then start to study more about it learn more i realized that um the the polarity of wealth where all these rich people are getting richer and all these poorer or middle class are working harder but not getting more out of it and actually even things are getting harder like rents getting more expensive and you can't buy a home even though you have an outstanding job and you are in your 30s um, and two incomes all these sorts of um i'd say situations as i grew up i realized were not just individual choices this was a, this is there are laws that we need to change and there are laws that we need to make that will help people succeed and um that was important to me. So for me, then where I fit in, it's as an architect. And I say, well, I love to design. I love to make things. And so as an architect, I believe that we need more. We, frankly, we just need more housing. But we especially need more housing for people who can't afford housing. So that became my career. And that's what I love to do. And it's just important to listen to communities that are struggling. And, and, and sometimes these fixes are really simple, really, really easy things. It doesn't have to be complicated. Um, simple things, even when I had first learned when I was a student, I learned about an architect that was studying homelessness and, and, and listening to homeless folks. He had learned that a lot of homeless women have uh, dogs for protection. A lot of homeless people have dogs for companionship as well, but a lot of more women have dogs for protection. And there was this big issue where a lot of homeless shelters, in fact, all of them don't allow dogs. And so if you don't allow dogs, that means you don't allow women with dogs. And therefore, there was this whole bit of population that was unaddressed. And so then as an architect, you could just design a dog kennel. It didn't have to be that big. And then now all of a sudden we can make sure that those folks have their needs met and are able to seek housing. So there's little things like that. A dog kennel is not very big. And so that got designed into this homeless um, shelter. And... Um, Anyway, a lot of little fixes like that that don't take much, that just take listening and learning about someone's lifestyle and their needs. And as a designer, I love that where like you you come up, you you listen, and and sometimes it's just a win-win. You're like, oh my God, we could just do it this way, and then everybody wins. Um, like there are issues, a lot of folks that are homeless have weapons. Well, a lot of homeless shelters don't allow weapons, but you can have a weapons locker where you have to put all lock all your weapons up. And then it's fine, you know? So there's like little things like that where I just love as a designer, we can solve problems and it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be complicated. And um, that's for me, the fun of what my career is about. I, you know, man, my heart goes at you for all that stuff because like I, it's, it's an issue that hits home to me, especially cause like I'm from the LA area and you just see it every, I mean, even like in my suburban area, you see it a lot um in southern california and yeah i i really appreciate what you're doing and how much you voice it because like that's like the big thing you have to like voice it because a lot of people especially in these bubbles they don't really understand like what's going on um and yeah, yeah. and i think we do and i think people in generally want to do good and they want to help and they don't want to see somebody struggling or somebody in poverty and they want to do something but it's just hard to kind of know where to fit in and what to do about that. So um, anyway, I just encourage anyone to even it's all about the little things. You know, you don't have to dedicate your whole career to it if you don't want to, but it's all about little things and the way we treat people. And I think if we can 
vote for politicians who understand that and and vote for laws and support laws that that support everyone in that way and help everyone thrive that's kind of where i am that's where i stand i think that's we're only as good just like i say you're only as fast as your slowest person as a society we are only as good as those that we that that are struggling the most and that that is what defines our level of success as a society and if we can't take care of everyone then we're not we're not fully succeeding so that's the way i sort of feel no, it's, it's a good way to i mean it's a good mindset and i'm really grateful to have had this opportunity with you man uh it's been fun talking to you oh, we gotta talk more about this part of like life as well one day um yeah, yeah that, that like that's been our podcast like that's uh anything you want to plug at the end anything you want to say no i'm good i just want to say thanks thanks for having me you know your insight is very 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 uh unique and 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 deep in this so thanks man your your yeah. analysis and and it's just wonderful as someone who goes on these shows and we put all of our heart and soul into it and then production only puts out a very sort of thin final cut of who we are what happened to see someone like you um you know come and sort of fill in the gaps but do it with care and with real smarts is is awesome to, to have around because it really helps us feel safe and understood as sort of who we are as whole people which is really cool. Hey, so thanks. I it, the only the only good part about being smart is uh, I get to throw in some jokes in there. It's just like that's the whole that's the whole pretend. It's just so I can just so I can roast someone. It's just like I'll, I'll pretend to be smart. All right. Well, maybe that's our next meeting. We could be like, yes, don't take it so seriously anymore. We'll just do jokes, and I'll try to be, you know, I'll try to lighten up. And then um, that's that's my next challenge is. Um, Tina, Tina told me, just don't take things so serious. I was like, yeah, I'm so fun all the time. I would be like that. She's like, you just taking shit too seriously. I was like, noted. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Of course. And that's our podcast, everyone. <laughs>